Hey guys, welcome back to Mommies and Mimosas. It's your girl, Tiara. And your girl, Jasmine. We are back with another episode, another girl talk session. And this time we got mimosas. We yes. actually, Jazz ain't got one. Her glass empty, y'all. It's gone. <laughs> y'all can't see it, but it's gone. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, we are back this time. We actually have mimosas. Um, we'll, we'll still keep it cute. We've only had one, so we'll keep it cute. But all the previous episodes, y'all, that y'all probably didn't know. Y'all don't need to know. Mind your business. We didn't have mimosas. We did. <laughs> so, um, what you been up to? Nothing, girl. Just getting through, getting by. Mommy, mommy. Yeah. Mommy. Same, same. Mommy. Um, that's it. I can't even do, you know you know it's bad when you're like I can't even come up with a solid the days are really running past me right. which isn't good it's right. not good first um, off it's 2020 right. already like we For, were, we're practically done with the year you're right before we started recording we were like why is it the end of September why right. why crazy seriously my daughter's birthday is a month from now oh okay six uh no Anybody that follows me knows me personally. Um, I'm not the big... I mean, now that you're in my life, I'm going to lean on you next year to I help out. And, <laughs> and not only that, we I've never been big on birthdays. I was telling Jazz offline um, that I'm the person that's like, yeah, it's my birthday to my girlfriends. I'm like, it's my birthday, but whatever y'all want to do, whatever we want to do type of right. thing. So I... Not, not that I'm going to project that onto my kids, but I okay. am going to... Allow them to choose, if that makes sense. At this age, you almost got to do it for them, though. Otherwise, they'll... That's why we're not doing it. That, so yeah. you've already chosen. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I was trying to be... Yeah, I was trying to have a cute, nice answer, and right. then, no. I just don't feel like it. Right. There you go. But but I got you. I got you. I keep it real, Next right? year, we're definitely... It's going to be big. Yeah, because Halloween's our favorite, right. and her birthday is right around Halloween. And so maybe we'll do costume, Halloween, whatever parties. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. So we were sitting here talking about, and I feel like this um, article or situation or whatever is going to take up much of our time. So we were just sitting here talking about it um, before we started recording. And I feel like we could just jump right into it. Let's. Um, Jasmine and I have a lot of similarities we'll learn along the way when it comes to who we are as mothers. Um, and we have a lot of differences. Yes. So. This I, is one of those. Yeah. So I sent Jasmine this article because I'm like, oh, I know this is, we've had different journeys when it comes to this. So let me give you the, um, title of it first and then, um, some elements of it and what it was talking about and then we'll give our thoughts. So this article was on Madame Noor. I don't know if you guys know who that is. They, their blog, um. Not really, I wouldn't call it a gossip blog because it's kind of like putting them on a level beneath what I think they are. Right. It's very informative. It's very sometimes empowering. It's a, it's a good follow. If, you, if you're not familiar, we'll put it in the comments when we post this on Facebook. Um, but the name of the article, it's really old too, by the way. I want to say I read it like two, three years ago and I just kept it in my notes because I found it to be very interesting. and Nice. Yeah. You know, I don't even what, know. I mean, it's relevant. Mm-hmm. So It's very old. Uh, not classic. old. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, it's called The Strained Relationship Between Black Mothers and Their Daughters. Okay. Interesting, right? Let's talk about it. So. Did you I have do, a strained relationship with your mom? Um, if strained, strained means non-existent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair. So for those who don't know me personally, um, I don't have a relationship with my mother. She left when I was seven years old. I have not heard from her since, meaning... Most people, when they say they have an absentee parent, they're like, oh, you know, occasionally birthdays and right. holidays or whatever. Maybe they lived in the same city. This isn't that. Mm-mm, not at all. My mom left when I was seven years old. I think I briefly in, uh, talked about it in my intro. She left, said she was going to be a flight attendant. Oh. <laughs> Girl. And that she was going to come back and get me and my siblings. We're going to go to Disney World, wherever she want to take us. We ain't heard from since then. So, I think she actually did go to Florida. So, she 
was partially telling the truth. Maybe she, maybe she went to Disney World. But oh, okay. <laughs> maybe not she didn't take us. She, gotcha. she didn't make her way back to. Us. That's sad. You know, oddly, it is. Was. Okay. Was. And you know, oddly enough, um, I was telling Jazz a little bit about it offline. I grew over the years. I grew to understand. I don't know if I could call it understand. I'm still in therapy. It just started in July. Um, Good for you. Yeah, thank you. And I don't know that I could call it understanding, but I know I'm not angry. Right. So I'm in a new level you're of whatever this. You're yeah. exploring whatever whatever feelings you. I think I'm evolving. Good for you. In this, you know, space. So I was telling Jazz that I used to when people asked when I was like a kid or whatever, and they'd be like, "Where's your mom?" I'm like, "She died." Just yeah, like that, you wow. know, because I was like, I don't even know how to comprehend this as a kid, let alone explain it to you as an adult or another right. kid or whoever was asking me. So I'd always be like, she died. I'm and sure it felt like that at times. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and the just... longer you go without speaking to them, like I was saying earlier, there's no birthday cards. There was no, this, she, other than people keep telling me that I look a lot like her, okay. she could walk past me right now and I wouldn't recognize, I, I feel like I would. But I don't know, as we're talking, I don't have a picture of her in my head. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, if you start talking about somebody, like, my friend, so-and-so, you can see. They pop up in your head, their face, they got green eyes, whatever situation. No. If given the opportunity to mend that, if at all, would you want to? <laughs> Do you, I mean, where you've come to in your yeah. therapy sessions, are you, have you evolved to that level yet? Or are you, where are you at? I, you know what, the therapist asked me a similar question early on. Okay. So what she what she wanted to do, and I, I share this because I want other people to explore therapy. If, if I, it's, it's gold. I and have two close friends who were yeah. not raised by their mother. So it's more common yeah. than I even Then you knew, right. yeah. So um, in therapy, she said, like, at the, I think, like, second or third session, she's like, you want to set some goals for what you want to come out of this? If we're doing this for six months, six years, what do you want What do you want right. to accomplish? And I thought that was interesting because I went to therapy before, okay. and it seemed all over the place. Okay. So this they seems very... a strategy. Mm-mm. She had a strategy, okay. and one of those things, she was like, okay, you didn't bring it up because I'm used to blocking it out, but I told her my brief life story, and she's like, do you want to make amends or mend? Do you want to even reach out to your mom? And I... Right now, I don't know. Okay. But I went from no to I don't know. Okay. So that's why I said I feel so like that, I'm involved. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I used to say she died. Then I went from I don't know, which I don't, to oddly enough, after I had my first kid, I said, um, you know, I feel like she went through some postpartum. So now I'm coming up with ideas. And I've right. never even talked to this woman. But I'm like, I think she suffered a little postpartum. Or maybe it's better off she wasn't there. Look at all these women killing their kids. And da 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 right. You know, I found myself starting to not really make excuses, but start coming up with reasons. Right. And it's, To justify. Because as a mother yourself, you try to identify like, I could never. Oh, my gosh. I would meet moms over the years. And they like, I have so many adopted mothers. God bless all y'all out there. I love you guys. Um, and they like, I can't imagine, I can't imagine. And it was the only thing I ever knew. Right. Like, there's some people who have absent fathers, and they're like, I don't know nothing different. I knew nothing different. Some people tell me it's really odd, or they can't imagine. I'm like, I don't know anything different. All I know is my dad. So, I think I'm open to it, um, just because I went through a lot of major moments where I was like, if she was here, I could ask her this, I could ask her that. Like, when it comes to birthing, um... Me, part of me becoming a doula, it, it's, it's almost like double, double-headed double because it's like a double-edged sword because had she been around and I could just ask her questions or right. just walk through that birthing journey with her, maybe I wouldn't have dove so deep into the doula. Um, but clearly this was your path, so there was a purpose in right. it for sure. Yeah. But yeah. maybe it would help you feel more connected to just really understand what your mm-hmm. transition into the exactly. world was like and, you know. Yeah. I mean, because there are similarities, right? Right. Like, oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. My mom had me at 23. I had my daughter at 23. You know, right. like, they're just different yeah. patterns. You're right. My mom had a natural birth. I had a natural birth. So, yeah. some things that come up in my motherhood, yeah. I can identify where the source of that is. Right, right. For and the I de- most part. No, you're right. And I definitely used to feel cheated or triggered with situations like that. So, you're in the hospital and they're like, do you have a history of da-da-da-da? I'm like, I don't know. Right. 
and they looking at you crazy and it's like I don't know right, right. or when I'm talking about my birth story with other people they're like oh yeah because when I talk to my mom I do sometimes have to take a step and I back I think it's so different because it's the maternal figure like, mm-hmm. we're so used especially as yep. a culture that dad left dad so it's almost mm-hmm. not acknowledged as much no. like you know we talk about women and daddy issues but it comes on so much later and the way that we relate it yeah it's more in our choice and relationship and it shows up in different ways mm-hmm. but when you're missing that maternal figure i think that it really brings about just a sense of a loss of identity it does no there's there's definitely a hole that you feel like you can never feel mm-hmm. when a parent leaves you're like what did i do wrong you never you never escape that until I don't even know if the people that have, and you guys feel feel free to share that with us on our Facebook page, but I don't even know if the people that reached out to their absent parents as an adult, did you get closure? Did you feel like, okay, now this piece is filled? I think very few do. Um, yeah, right? Just from talking to friends, mm-hmm. watching Iyama Van Zandt, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. every other therapeutic network out there, yeah. it's almost like they're still not even aware of what they've done wrong. And as a therapist myself, really? I literally had a discussion with the client and her daughter. The daughter is a child. She's mm-hmm. uh, about 12 years old and mom mm-hmm. is back in the picture, mm-hmm. uh, recently incarcerated. Mm. And some things are coming up about some traumatic sexual experiences. Yeah. And she was like, I don't do stuff in the past. It doesn't matter. And That's I said, the, mom the mother is negating yeah. the daughter's experience mm-hmm. and her just wanting to tell her, you know, I felt lost. Where were you? Right. And so she could not she couldn't connect it and I just I encourage them to definitely not engage in this yeah. outside of a therapeutic setting first right. of all, because it can be very dangerous yeah. um and no kidding. You know, so I think that a lot of the times, because if your mom had evolved to a place that it would be just so wonderful and engaging, like you do have the parents that are more shamed and they Mm -hmm. feel like maybe my child has shunned me, Mm -hmm. but very few times is that the case. Mm -hmm. So you get the parents that are just still ignorant to what their error was, and so you go into it and you honestly could get more hurt than than having never had the contact in the first place. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that because the few people that I've talked to, it was their dad, I don't... I haven't met anybody yet, um, personally, that they oh talked about God. it. My that their mom left. Have been ruined, yeah. So. so, and the ones that I know of, their mom. So that was another thing that you had touched on. Recently incarcerated. Mm-hmm. My mom did that. I know of. She doesn't have a reason. So I think I would feel better if I knew the reason. So like check this out. Same with my friend. Yeah. No drug use. Yeah. No. No jail. criminal yeah. history yeah. like that. But you know? my mom's a scam. Well, no, and generally, let me say this. Generally, they are. So my other friend, so that's, so I guess my point is, this is not like the most typical thing for women our age and women that grew up in the 60s, 70s Mm -hmm. era Mm -hmm. is drug use, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, I need a reason. But even crackheads come back to their kids. Right, right. I need a reason, right? Like, I need, I need to know that it was so much bigger than me. Right. That, like right. because then was it me? Right, right. I would assume again, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but those are the things that you keep thinking about like until you, you talk to them or you get something. So, I've gotten little bits and pieces over the years from um, our families grew up really close. So, like not close, but in, in proximity. proximity. There okay. you go. Yeah, not that they were connected. So basically, my grandpa owns a brownstone, and I'll try not to drag it out, but. My grandpa owns a brownstone in Brooklyn, and my mom, her sister, and her mom moved in the apartment upstairs. That's how my parents met. So That's um, not proximity. That's moving. Right? That's like, (laughs) yeah. We lived Yeah, 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 pretty much. So that's how how they met. And so I would get bits and pieces from my grandma, my dad's mom. Okay. Because I don't have a relationship with anybody in my mom's family. Not her sister, not her mom, not my grandma, none of that. So my grandma on my dad's side that hurts. kind of knows their story. She's the one that like went home and begged my grandpa, like, can they, this little family please move in? They got this baby, which ended up being my sister. My mom had my wow. sister at 13 years old. Wow. So basically my grandma's like, they need help. Can we move them in? And, and they did. Um, so she knows bits and pieces, but my grandma is very, uh, I, don't even, I don't know the word. My grandma's very, she's a Christian woman. She, grandma is in church 20 times a week. You going through something, grandma's like, I'm going to pray about it. I got another article about that. But okay. very, she don't talk about nothing. Okay. She pray, she's like, I'll pray about it. I 
celebrate. We joke. We, we joke. That's her way to just kind of shut off. Yeah. Because she has a because mm-hmm, she has a past. I'm sure, like everybody, and like you said, going, growing up in that time, they who knows what they had to go through. Right. Right. So she doesn't, but she she alluded to some things. So I think I was telling you off the air, like as far as where my sister came from. My mom had my sister when she was 13. So my grandma has alluded to certain things, like. Maybe your mom was raped, but she didn't use those words. Like my right. grandma's really, you gotta, you gotta pull it. You gotta out. play. What's the word? The the uh, little word. Seriously, you gotta, yeah. you gotta really pull it out. So that was as far as I was gonna get with that. Okay. Um, she also alluded to, or no, not alluded. She did share, and my dad like there was always men in and out of that, in and out, in and out, in and out, like in and out of that apartment. And you have two young daughters. Wow. So again, I can't assume things but I'm like I don't know that they had the best life either right right right, because I don't have a choice right and so yeah I I think she's seen some trauma I think she's been through some things in her life and that's why I'm not completely closed off to the idea of talking to her her side of the story I do I do I want and like you said it may not give you closure but it'll at least answer some questions right you know plug some holes and I know I'm a little biased but my dad's amazing. Not only did he raise his kids, but he remarried and raised four more kids that were not his. So what made you leave this amazing husband, this amazing father? Right. What was so damaged and so wrong? But having a child at 13, even if she wasn't raised, trauma. Trauma. Period, you know? You're too young. You're way too young. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Because it's like, today, I feel like people, it's becoming annoying. That's another topic. So that's my, I hope, brief <laughs> background and relationship or lack thereof with my mom. Okay. Um, why don't you share what, yeah. Yeah, what your relationship with your mother's like? And Okay, so I was raised by my mother, my father, and my brother. It was four of us in a family. Um, very tight-knit family as a unit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think growing up, I wanted more of a one-on-one relationship with my mom. Yeah. And I think that, you know, my parents, let me first start by saying my parents literally met as neighbors, similar to how your parents met in mm-hmm. Brownstone, mm-hmm. literally across the street from my father's house where my mom met when they were seven and nine years old. So okay? cute. So listen, it's serious. They had they had a, a beautiful friendship and you know they went on to my mom joined the Air Force and my you know she married my dad and so my dad wanted children. My mother didn't want children and while she hasn't elaborated much on why she didn't want them, mm-hmm. um, I think that she was a great mother, mm-hmm. right? To her ability of parenting yeah. and what she felt that I needed. Like, mm-hmm. my mom was super affectionate. Yeah. She always hugged me, always kissed me, always told me that she loved me, made sure that I had confidence and made sure that I felt just empowered as a young girl, especially yeah. somebody, you I know, like that. growing up, um, and I hate to feed this whole dark-skinned girl banter, but, you know, growing up, I'm it's in real. Atlanta. Yeah, it, it real. is real. It was it was real for me. It's so I know real that this now. is not everyone's experience. Yeah. It is dark skin, but it was for me. And she just made sure that I felt beautiful mm. and that I felt celebrated. And I was celebrated. But I think that one-on-one was lacking for me, which caused me to lash out towards her a lot. Yeah. Um, I was a daddy's girl. And so me and my mom, I think when I was in it, I was more upset in moments versus yeah. viewing it as a strange right, relationship. Right. Because right. um, yeah, you didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know any different. You know, my mother was very, um, very outgoing. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of my personality mimics hers. <laughs> a lot. Like, so your mom is like, lit. Girl. Because they're like, <laughs> no, you're your mother. Like literally, you're, you're your mom. But offline, I was kind of sharing with Tierra just some moments that I felt like were huge milestones in my life. And I don't think in that time, my mom really knew how to to support me in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I got married and I was looking for that that moment, right? I ended yeah. up borrowing my cousin's wedding dress first. Mm. So that's probably why she was looking like, girl, why are we going to try on dresses? But right, right. either way, it was you hurtful just those me. Moments. Yeah, yeah, because my mom was very much like, oh, well, you know, I'm not into that. Mm-hmm. And I felt like as a mother, you 
you give a little bit of yourself in a way. Yeah, just because just because I like it. Yeah. I want you to like it. And so those are things that over the years we've had to work through. I haven't had therapy behind it. I haven't and I probably should have. Um I haven't had therapy behind it. We mm-hmm. have not engaged in any therapeutic settings collectively. Mm-hmm. I am very much um, close with my mother now. My father recently passed, so we're looking at her coming to Vegas and living yeah. here. She'll be here by the end of the year. Oh, wow. She comes a lot. She, you know, she's involved in my kids' lives. She's yeah. involved in my husband's life. And I've seen her evolve as a woman over the years just because... You know, black moms have that. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't just say black moms. I don't know what other cultures are out there. So you all drop it in the comments and let us know if you yourself can identify with that whole yeah, or mantra what? that mm-hmm. we are not friends. Mm-hmm. And so it was difficult as I got older to yeah. transition into yeah. a friendship because I don't need from yeah. my mother what I need. What I needed at 13. Right. Now I don't need you at 25. Need, I don't exactly. need at 33. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. need a mother guidance mm. figure in the sense of preparing me for womanhood. Yeah. You know, the guidance in terms of the wisdom that she's gained throughout the years, absolutely. Because yeah. that's invaluable. You can you can use that from anybody that has wisdom. But in this case, yeah. you know, so we've definitely grown in many, many ways, but the article was such a good read. It like was. there were moments that I could just see myself yeah. inside of it. So I hope when you guys see it in the comments below that yeah. you definitely check it out and read it. You um, guys definitely should read it. And I do want to, pre- I don't know if I said it already, but I do want to preface with, we're not beating up on black moms. Like, obviously we're black mothers, but we've not been allowed to talk about certain things because it's like culturally. Right. And again, in other cultures it may be the same thing, but culturally, they not having that. So right. it's like, and we talked about that offline. Mm-hmm. Like you were talking about, you know, a lot of friends. Like people weren't having conversations about sex. No, where we were, right? Different. You know, yeah, very much open forum. What are you yeah. feeling? Yeah, um, which is do good. Do you need to be on birth control? Wow. Are you interested in sex? Yeah. So my mom did definitely open that door for me. Like good. I felt safe enough and comfortable, and that's, that's why I say it was in moments mm-hmm. because if I did not, if I felt we were strained in that mm-hmm. time, I don't think I would have been able to be. You it's open with her Um, but I did mention something to you that I want to kind of say again which was I'm very much like my dad and my mom was infatuated with my dad she loved my dad so so much so I think what was hurtful to me was how can I be so much like him Mm. and you just not get me right you know yeah because I have more of a me and my dad are very um hard talking people people that are very passionate and so a lot of the times people misunderstand what I'm saying or what my intended yeah the delivery is everything and it's kind (laughs) of like look who's raising me dude like are you like I didn't just pop out the womb like this like you know this was something acquired over time so that was you know that was difficult yeah Um, but it's challenging because yeah like you said, now you're left with if if you guys could get to a place where you could talk about it, you won't be left with the question of why, why right. couldn't we connect? Like right. you just said, it, you're like, why couldn't we? If you could ask her that very question and she answer it, that would be. But I did, and this is the crazy Ooh, thing. Yeah, okay. so we had a good conversation, and she, you know, she really, um, I don't know any other word to use, but she kind of praised me and just said, you know, there are elements of you that I wish that I had. Mm, and me, you okay. know, like she like she views me as somebody very strong, mm-hmm. but acknowledges that I can come off as intimidating sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and in their era, like my parents raised me question everything. Got it. I like that question everything. I like that, and, that and that's is not, not a standard. It, that ain't no. typical in a black house. It's not. So you're not allowed to question I did, nothing. I did, and I felt like. Even though she was able to encourage this in me, there were things that that really weren't a part of her. So I think when they came out, she it's almost like you... I don't want to relate myself to a dog, but I am going to do it for this analogy. (laughs) You know, imagine that you train an animal. Mm-hmm. to protect in a certain way and then when they do you kind of lose control right, like you, right, right. you don't yeah. it feels like a runaway train yeah. like whoa I raised her to be this way but I didn't know she was going to be like 
back. Right. And so, you know, I have a very, very strong personality. I really advocate for myself on all fronts. Like, I really try to, like, I always tell people, I, I ride for me. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I embody that a lot of the time. And I think that sometimes it was kind of like, okay, is she kind of coming at me? Mm-hmm. Or is she just, yeah. you know, standing for this situation? So, I think a lot of things were misconstrued. But Now, do you feel like you, just really quick before we jump into the yeah. main components of the article... You feel like you—that's a positive thing that you passed on to your kids. Like I want you to question everything that I passed on to my children. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, right? Right. right. You and know it what? Speaks, and it—it it does go into one of the topics here. So okay. Of why I feel like it should be more common in the black culture. Right. And wait. Well, let me just say real quick to clarify the reason that it's not always a positive because. I did not have a true guide to tell me how to hone it in. Was right. The issue. Okay. My dad was a lot more temperamental and hot-headed, and mm-hmm. as great as a man as he was, I was like my dad maybe on steroids. Like we were neck and neck to yeah. be honest. Yeah. So the thing is, it wasn't like I had this refined way to go about being right. That way. You just so with me yeah. knowing that you didn't want to open doing up that same, window. Right. Right. <laughs> so, but. But it's just, it's almost inherited sometimes because it's my way of being and my kids are observing that and they're literally aspiring to become the woman I am. They think I'm freaking amazing. Like, so they're mimicking everything that I do. So sometimes, excuse me, sometimes when I see it, Mm -hmm. I think that I'm like, like, how do I kind of hone that in? So So, I think that's why. But I do think it is a positive attribute to have to a black home because... I don't want my kids to be yes men. I don't mm-hmm. want my children to not question anything. I see the way that people blindly follow mm-hmm. people, whether it's in the church, whether yep. it's in politics, yep. and it's like you don't or question. With, or within nothing. their own families. Like, I don't like the whole, well, that's still your daddy. That's still your right. mama. Like, even when the drunk comes back around after years, we're telling teenagers and preteens who have not had relationship with this parent, right. that's still your mama. That's still your daddy. Right. Don't question. Like, what? Yeah. Do you not know how dangerous yeah. that is? And to, and to provoke questions are to prompt answers. To right. 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 Right? Because I, then you, you engage in conversation. You communicate. Teaching your you, kids how to have positive you discussion. Right? Because yeah. if we can get to a level of understanding, right. then that will definitely yeah. result in a positive right. relationship. Right. Okay. <laughs> I agree. Just had to say that. I agree. Um, and then, you seriously, you guys have to, have to, have to go and read the article. Like, read the I article. would say if you're listening on the podcast, because we're not doing live, so if you're on the podcast right now, which obviously you are if you're listening, hit pause, go read the article, then come back. Because so we're you about can to engage. Get, we're about to get into the juiciness of the article. Yeah. So, I'm going to give you the opening line. In case you're still not motivated to click this article, it says, I know my mother loves me, not because she was the most loving, affectionate mother in the world, or because she was fluent in all five love language languages, but mainly because I choose to believe that everything my mother did out of was out of love, even the things that didn't feel too much like love. Mm. There's so much in that paragraph alone where it's like, one, I want to, well, no, I'm going to start with the negative and then positive. That way, again, it doesn't seem like we're like black moms or, and then, you know, that sounds like uh, Stockholm syndrome in a sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, well, you, I know you didn't show me you love me. I know you weren't affectionate. I know you didn't care to learn my love language, but. I know you love These me. things didn't feel like love, but I know you love me. How? How do you know that? How? <laughs> How do you know that? And then the positive is that a mother's love will always be felt. Yeah, so it when transcends I, all right, of the behaviors. Right. You still know that if you're... That's why I said earlier, like, people on drugs come back to their kids. Right. If right. they love them. Right. So the mother's love is truly unconditional. And then... um it go, she gives if a they're little, able to overcome the drugs. I don't right. think that a person on drugs that is a mother does not love their children. Mm-mm. I think that they are they stuck into to, addiction exactly. and they don't know how to... Well, the addiction is a pro- prioritized over their children right. because it's a disease. Right. So, yeah. Um, man, yeah, this it goes on to talk about how her mom had three jobs. Typical. I don't want to say typical because 
Again, we're trying that to expand not, our audience. Right. That and was that not my wasn't typical. even your story. That yeah, wasn't typical for me. A lot of people I knew growing up were products of single mother homes. And their mom had two, three jobs. So that in itself was a reason why they felt like disconnect from their mom. She just simply wasn't there. She didn't have the time. So they have three bold, I guess, topics throughout the article. The first one says, you better watch them little girls you call your friends. Did you oh. ever hear that from your mom? Never. Oh, wow. Never. See, your, your mom needs high fives. <laughs> she could have high five, girl. I high mean, five yourself, Jamie, if right. you Right. Cheers. Um, I hear this a lot from... Did you hear it? Whether it be from the stepmother that raised you or no. from your father? No. Nope. That's not the type of conversation. Other women I, that were mm-hmm. so like I have a part of your... Cousins and friends that they were really... Mom and daughter, like, duo goals. And... When we first became friends, they like, I'm not mama. a fan of mother-daughter duels. I'll, no. I'll elaborate. Does mom not have friends? Because that goes back to the, I'm not your friend. Right. Not, you no, know. no, no, I got you. I mean, like, yeah, girl, yeah, yeah. you're I, grown. Yeah. She's a child. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got you on that aspect. You're right, you're right. Um, yeah, I did see it and hear it a lot. Okay. I actually have a friend, I think we were also talking on, offline about friends that be like I don't trust nobody like I have a friend that's like my mom used to tell me you ain't got nobody's your friend you don't have a friend and I'm like what does that I mean? hear children say this all the what time my clients yeah. it's really sad girl everybody's not out to get you everybody yeah. ain't hating just cause you sleeping with people man you wanna sit here and tell your daughter don't trust <laughs> women because you can't be trusted but this tapped into another episode really but she right. now listen but you're right because when you dig deeper then you find out oh her mom was doing what Mm-hmm. Like, you're the scandalous one. And I don't know what led you to such hurtful behavior. Right. But don't convince your daughter that unhealthy relationships is what I, she should expect. Totally. And not to even engage Not even all. try. Not even try. I have a friend, no. and I'm like, I really want you to try harder because I, I was also you're telling you. You're missing out. I was also telling you offline. I'm like, if I'm your friend, and I say that, and I feel that, and I love you, and I ride for you, and you're like, well, I don't tell nobody my business. I'm nobody. We're not friends. We're associates. Right. And that's okay. Right. Because you could be the kiki. Kiki. Let me, let me put you, let me place you accordingly. Can I place you accordingly? Exactly. That's all I'm saying. And then in the article, she starts talking, she's like, a lot of our mothers are the reasons we don't get along with other black women. Oh, and a definitely. lot of their mothers are the reason that they didn't know any better. And a lot of those people are the reason that it takes me forever to get to the heart of my friends and to get them to understand, mm-hmm. girl, it's okay. Yeah. It's going to be all right. She My mother always told me that you're going to need women. There are things like those women also, if you kind of pay attention, will say, oh, I have more male friends. Yeah. Yep, I get yep. better with me. <laughs> and I'm just like, but girl. He can't really hold you down. Like they don't speak off, our language. They don't speak our language. Should you get married in the future, your man is not gonna be okay with Ooh. another man having that kind of access and Unless, intimacy to uh, his. Unless he got him some friends. Exactly right. Mm. Mm. We don't. We don't entertain. Sean Flynn ain't got no girlfriend. Right, okay, his friends are my friends. He ain't got no female friends. Wait a minute. Got <laughs> friends, and I'll name them. Okay. <laughs> They got my number. They're, okay. I got that. You, exactly. You want to call Sean Flynn, you call him through me. Oh, there you I go. I just want y'all to know. Look, okay. <laughs> Trey got friends. <laughs> They're mine. <laughs> okay. Hey, no right. There you go. Sis, please. You know, and so, and, and I grew up in a family atmosphere where mm-hmm. it was like my mom's friends, they were like, ah. Mm-hmm. Their kids were like cousins. Right. They they talked to both my mom and my dad. They it was a yeah. close knit type mm-hmm. of like the village, right? Mm-hmm. Like that that ideal of it really takes a village to raise kids. That's what I grew up with. My yeah. mom had positive relationships. I mean, things didn't always go great with her and her friends. And if it did, you know, go sour, I didn't find out till a long time after. Like, oh, where is you know such and such? But she never. Yeah. She never showed. She always had grace. She always was able to bounce back from a situation, and I think that that is exactly what I exemplify in my yeah. friendships. Yeah. I'm not gonna let one relationship, whether it be a man, whether mm-hmm. it be a friend, whether it be a work relationship, right. that is not going to be the the outlook that I have on all future relationships. I just can't. never. I you mean, can't live like that. I can't, and so that's so unhealthy. I'm one of those friends mm-hmm. that has a good. I don't know. I put a high number on it. Eight close friends. Like, yeah. that's too much for everybody. And let me say this. 
it's a lot of work nurturing those friendships. Because if you aim to be a good it friend, is. like I you're try a true to do, good friend, yeah. I want to definitely nurture mm-hmm. the friendships. People get what they need out of the friendship. I want to be elevated when I'm in friendship with right, people. Right. I want to elevate right. others. Like we're not just here. I was telling Tierra this offline. Like I'm not just here to kiki and right, like not you all said. the time. No. Yeah. Like, I don't want it to be so serious either. No, that's not realistic. We're no. We're going to joke. We're going to laugh. We're going to dance. We can twerk. We can do all but that. Let's but let's get to the But can we stuff. also talk? Or are you just here to tell me everybody else's business exactly. and gossip and yeah. Right, right. Yeah, well, that, and it closes out that paragraph in that way. It says, and as a result, we've become a generation of callous, petty women who desperately need one another, but can't get past our mother's shields to say that. Because she was talking about how her mom... Despite her telling her, like, you don't need to be telling people your personal business. I don't got no friends. Her mom don't be hanging out with women. She would still be hanging out with women. Yeah, exactly. Because you you need women. So, you know, my thing is, if you're in a friendship listening to this, where you question some of their motives or their intent with you, Mm -hmm. open the door for dialogue and understanding. And really set the tone of, look, I'm feeling this way. Yeah. And let them tell you how they're feeling and be receptive and really be open to understanding how you can correct it. One thing I learned, my husband told me this um, in friendships. I had some friendships. You know, all my friendships have not been longstanding, right? right. You have friends for a season, a reason, yeah. and all that. Yeah. The great stuff they put on me. Um, but <laughs> my, <laughs> my husband told me, he said, the only time you open the door to understand or to have a conversation is if you want to maintain the friendship. Right. Right? That's the only time that you... Mm. Because you're giving the person the opportunity to change. But when you're done, like when something has transpired and you're done, he told me, you don't need the closure. And I'm putting that in air quotes, y'all. You don't need the closure. You don't need the level of understanding because it's just done. No, I told you about the friend. I'm like, I'm just done. Right. And I don't... And people are like, you don't miss? No. That's not a front. That's not a facade. That's not me trying to put on a tough act. Sometimes I do miss I people know. that I know. And you know what? I wish I had that quality. But I kind of fixate on like, dang, we really had a lot of fun together. Like, it's hard for me. What I just realized. Now, this is, y'all, I'm drinking a mimosa, so. Yes. Okay? <laughs> but cheers. what I, cheers. <laughs> what I just realized was, I don't think that I have ever permanently a relationship. Mm. So I think the missing is almost like, well, dang, what did I do? Well, because you also don't have to do an action. I'll piggyback on to elaborate more on what your husband was saying. You don't have to have an action to cut it off or to terminate. Correct. You don't. I see. I talk so much. I got to. You have to. Yeah. And I hate that. Yeah. It's almost like, well, I just need to let them know. Because they might not care. Yeah. Right. But, but so, I practice it, and now it's become yeah. a little more comfortable, but yeah. I would agree with you. It doesn't yeah. require an action, no. and I think the more, you know. That's I, what made it easy with me What what with what I would say, mm-hmm. one of my closest friends ending that friendship. I've seen her. Now, I'm not, I'm not the one to seek. I'm very consistent. Like I was okay. telling you, I'm, you know what you get with me. So, we knew each other for a decade or longer, and I've seen you run after these men and crawl on the floor after these men literally not figuratively figuratively but the minute we have an issue you took no action to see how we commended her so that's that made it easy for me to be like okay well we're done and that that even though i was already gonna be that way because that's me right that made it easy but you sit girl if i close the coffee this is the issue you hammered the nail down People kind of get in their feelings. And mm. I'm a great friend. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. I am. I am. Hello. Okay? Like, cheers again. Cheers. <laughs> it's not a game. Like, yeah. if I ride for you, yeah. I ride for you. Yeah. However, my thing is, when we get to a sticky place, yeah. and then you just want to write me off. Um, but, like my husband always said, they always come back. And mm-hmm. they always do. And mm-hmm. I always feel like, but you well, always open the door, yeah. yeah, so that that definitely has me feeling away with me at the end of the day. And I had to stop because I started thinking, I can't have issues with me mm-hmm. at the end of this. 
Like right. I can't look at myself and say, "Oh, I got jazz." Yeah, yeah. And really, because I try. feel a, I feel a way when I let people do me any kind of way. Because like I said, I ride for me. Yeah. So sometimes I almost it almost feels like an outer body experience. Yeah. Where I am oh, yeah. protective of myself sure. in a capacity like I would be for somebody I super love, which for I should sure. be because yeah. I should love myself, but. It's just weird, you know, yeah. so I'm learning more to just say, hey, if it's over and the time has come, but I think I want to be more proactive and realizing when it's over, it's okay if I'm the one to initiate yeah. the closing of the friendship. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And you know what, as you were saying that, and I may have had an epiphany, epiphanal moment, mm-hmm. could be the mimosa, <laughs> me just saying I'm done with it and not giving you an explanation, you know who did that? Mama. Right? Crazy how that's full circle. That is full circle. That is full circle. That wow. That's deep. Let's look. Woo. Okay. And we still got two more topics. We sure do. Within this one article. We do. Oh my God. So the next one is literally it says, You want to go to the store with me? Question mark. Now, if you're black and you're listening, you already know where this is going. You know what it means. Mm -hmm. It means your mom did something that you felt was wrong, that maybe she knew was wrong. And that's her way of being like, girl, we over it. Come on, get in this car. We're going to the store. You want some ice cream? Ooh, girl. (laughs) Are you you that person? I don't know that you really had an opportunity to be that person yet with your children's age. No, they're too young. Yeah, they're too young. Um... When it comes, and then it literally opens up with saying, "Growing up, my mother was allergic to a counterfeit." I really liked it because it was like clever, sarcastic. I feel yes. like it was a friend of mine. Yeah, uh, allergic to accountability. In many ways, she still is. My sisters and I once sat her down and they explained to her all of these negative traits or and things that they saw. She went off. She says, "So I wasn't a good mother. Is that what y'all telling me?" And then twenty minutes into it, she's balling. She's the victim. She's, yeah. yeah, you're a victim now. Uh, you know what? My mom was accountable. Good. Now, sarcastic accountable, though. <laughs> Much like this art. You know what? <laughs> There's one trait that I dislike, and I know it's directly linked to my mom and me. It's like, girl, you don't understand me. I don't understand you. Right, like, right. Is it yes, no? Yeah. Is it You're not yes, a sarcastic person. Like, girl, I, you know I'm straightforward. Oh, I'm very sarcastic. This is going to be fun. This is going to be really fun. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I always I go. So what do you? Okay. So, so you my ask close me what, friend, what do you mean? Oh, oh let me tell you. <laughs> my close friend, my mother loves her. She is the most dry humored, sarcastic. Yeah, that's me. She started crying, and I was like, "Are you crying for real?" Right. Like, cause I just thought, what? What? Like, is she no, really? serious? I can't. I didn't. It's a tough read. For I me. didn't cry much until after kids. So my friends are like, "This is weird for us. Like, this is." Talk about we didn't talk about mommy meltdowns this week because we wanted to really get into this article. But I cried when I was pregnant. This because might give you a mommy meltdown. Seriously, no, for real. Or if you're like a mature mom and you have a teenage daughter, you're like, Ooh, what did I do? What am I doing? Yeah. Right, 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 you right. might still have time to fix it, sis. I am the mom, so you know my mom took accountability sarcastically. But I want to kind of reflect this a little more to my motherhood. Okay, I mess up quite often. Mm-hmm. Like we do. Do you apologize? Oh my God, yes. It, you know what? It's it's awkward because there's so many of them, and mm-hmm. like they'll know I'm wrong, and they'll just look. They waiting. And so it's like you're on you, the spotlight is on you, mm. and so, but I don't let it stop me. It's it's a very humbling moment. Is it? But it, is it easy to, to do? No, that's what I'm saying. No, oh, no. But you still do it. And I do it. The reason it's not easy, I think, because I have so many eyes. Gotcha. Put, You're you outnumbered. Right. So I kind of feel like, oh, my God, they knew I was wrong. They let me go on this tangent. It's kind of like if I'm like, oh, put the towels off. You know, some random, <laughs> right? Some arbitrary. No wire hangers. <laughs> yeah. Like, who? And they're like, mom, you, you told us yeah. to this, this, and that, and you're the one who, and I'm like, it takes, like, I have to just. Yeah, yeah. But at least you do it. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what, I apologize. And then I, then I, then I vote on the affection. Then I come over Mm -mm. and I'm like, I'm sorry. But you know what, to not do the victim early on, I used to. Yeah. I know mommy's a bad mom. Like, come on. Oh, no. You know. Yeah, you don't have to take that. Chill out. Yeah, yeah, Chill out. 
No, because in the article, it's like nobody dodges it. And I'm going to reference the article quite a bit, obviously, because like you said, my kids are young. I don't have a relationship with my mom. So I just found the article to overall be intriguing. And it says, um, the girl started telling her, like, we apologize for upsetting you. But then again, that's abusive behavior. Why am I apologizing when I'm just simply telling you how I feel? So they said, uh, the article goes on to say, nobody dodges an apology like a black mother. Something about the word sorry sends shivers <laughs> through their spirit. No. And they re- and they will respond with apologize for what? You live in my house, don't you? Let's talk about this. And I hope it doesn't take too much time because we've been really good with like these quick episodes. But this, uh, this conversation is so intriguing that I don't think you guys would mind listening to a longer episode. Sorry. Not sorry. Not at all. I, this spills into another conversation that's it's similar to this. So we're, we're not on a tangent, I promise. When I've witnessed black moms over the years make their kids feel like, and I'm talking about adult black moms to adult black kids, feel like they need to be compensated for raising them. And I'll give you an example. Because like this article just going. said, you live in my house, don't you? So example, it grinds my gears. Sean gonna be proud of that. I'm like, okay. Grinds my gears. I'm gonna use that. Go for it. Um, Mother's Day. When you see these moms like requesting. Now if you want to spoil your mom and you want to give her great things and because she was such an cool. But to me, it is extremely weird. Okay. And I don't know if other people feel this way. Maybe Jasmine will see. Speak on it. When they request things like, I'm your mama, I raised you, I should get a diamond bracelet for Mother's Day, or you should take me on a cruise. To to me, requesting things, and maybe because dads are different, because I was primarily raised, my dad would never request things for me. If expensive or not, it doesn't matter. My mom never did. Don't request, but do you, have you witnessed that? I've witnessed it. Isn't that weird? It's ridiculous. It's beyond. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, yeah. Honey, you need a job. You need a man. You need a man. man. You really though. Like, because my thing is the idea that your children are in debt to you for you bringing someone into the world that they didn't ask to be here. Right. That was Mm -hmm. my next line. They didn't ask to be here. Well, keep that. Well, they said keep that same energy. Okay? Like, keep that. You know, um, Seriously. I just, I, you know, that's really difficult for me to grasp. I could not mm-hmm. imagine asking my kids for things, assuming that I'm old things yeah. simply because I'm raising them. them. Honestly, like me raising my kids, the things I do with them mm-hmm. from vacation to just going out to eat and getting ice cream. Yes. It's genuinely because I love them, because I want to give that time to them. Because I just because they're my babies and I just love them. I right. want to give them stuff. They don't realize how negative some of those, even if they're trying to be funny. Because on the last episode we talked about allowance. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen on the episode. I think it was Everybody Hates Chris, where she like allowance. I allow you to live here. I allow you know it was a joke. No, but I'm but like it, some it of them really say that. Real some of them like re- in the black. Exactly. Yeah, family. Um. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful I never had that growing up. I will tell you this right now. When my parents stopped giving me allowance for specific things, like uh, nails, I'm not, you know. And I was like, okay, well, what does it matter? Like, I did the chore. Give me the money. It wasn't enough. I'm short. I want my nails done. (laughs) I'm short. Okay. It it became, they were like, girl, we're not, right? It was just a simple no. It wasn't because you're a kid or because Because I pay the bills. So then I said, well, I'm going to get a job. And they were like, go for it. Go, get a job. And I did. And I paid for my nails. The end. And this further lends to the idea, and this is a totally different topic of people having to, I don't know if Mm -hmm. you're going to say past this, but having to pay into the household. Mm -hmm. Or having to, you know, I wasn't raised like that. I felt it. You felt it in your spirit. We weren't raised like that, but we were under the assumption, because again, eight kids in the house. Right. We was going to get a job earliest we could because we didn't get those luxuries. Right. And we have friends where it's like, if they want to go to the movies five times a week, their fr- their parents is here, here, right. here, here. But now that I'm an adult, it's like, are obviously, even as a right. kid, I knew they couldn't afford that. It's eight of us. Right. If you give, I don't care if the movie five dollars. You give eight kids five dollars, y'all do the math. Y'all college graduates out there. Shoot. Right. Seriously. <laughs> so, <laughs> we... 
I, yeah. I get it. Because, yeah. like you said, I've seen where they like, you're going to have to start contributing to this household. Like, wait, no. hold up. I am not going to get a job while I'm in high school. Exactly. To that's, pay your bills. That's ridiculous. And if you're doing it that, happens. really examine why you're doing it and consider getting a second job. For a man or a woman. There you go. <laughs> Partnership, or move in with a girlfriend that is also something, or or a man. Get with another single father, whatever. Get with somebody else to contribute. You need that, a two income household. I think that was the strategy for my dad, and then no, okay. it could could have been. There was four and four. We was the black Brady Bunch. Okay, they was well, just crazy in love. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it is, to work it out. Don't so there is one more, one more point, y'all. That wrapping up. There's one more that is like, oh my god, it yeah. So it says. You running around here being fast. And I'll give you the first couple sentences again. You want, a bla- you want to make a black mother uncomfortable? Talk about boys, sex, or anything having to do with reproduction. Even though none of us were conceived through immaculate conception, come on, sarcasm, many black mothers take a very ordinary approach to their daughter's looming wom- womanhood. Transitioning from caretaker to competition, Hold up. When the situation called for more of a mommy to mentor swap. I missed that part. And because many of our mothers were inhibited from exploring their womanhood in a positive and culturally informative manner, they grew to demonize and misconstrue its expression, wrongly attributing to our maturity, to our ability to grow breasts and hips and attract men as if womanhood is synonymous with sexuality. I got that a lot from my my mother and father are from Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I have always been very shapely. My father's side was very shapely women. Mm-hmm. And I inherited that. Mm-hmm. And my mother's side is well. My mom was more of a thin, slim person. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm shapely now. I was shapely then. I right. developed extremely early. Right. And for them, it was synonymous with sexuality. It was like, she fat, she had sex. She got titties because of it. And I just... It, it broke my whole thing right. as a child to right. hear like, whoa. Right. Things that I wasn't even thinking about right. at that time were being brought wow. up. And it was like, wow. Like, am I... Is something wrong with me? Like, there's nothing I can do. It's no different than me controlling the fact that I'm black. Right. Now, the heck right. Can I control what the body becomes? That's and really so, interesting. And it's, it's really sad because I think that just in general as a country, mm-hmm. we... We'll talk about this plenty on other episodes about breastfeeding and culture. Like, why in other countries it's not a big deal? Because they don't sexualize breasts 100% of the time. Like, only we do that here. And so, yeah, that's... And and they talk about in the article, like, what it ends up doing is scaring young black girls into thinking... They don't have nobody to talk to. Them. About when it pregnant. does happen, they turn up pregnant. Um, or with STDs <clears throat> because they don't have adequate protection. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure that this happens across other cultures. But, yeah, and then they uh, get blamed for if they were, God forbid, raped or molested. Because right. they're like, oh, maybe I was looking too fast or too grown. You know what? I think to my it worked to my benefit that my parents were together as long as they were mm-hmm. as kids. Oh, yeah. They knew what they were doing. Right. So they weren't oblivious to what Did I they was going to be doing. They shared it with you? How long? I mean, how young were they when they had sex? Because they knew each other at seven and nine years old. Mm. They were young. Mm. They were young. Pre-teens? Maybe early. Early teens. Okay. Um, like I'm not 14, 15. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, probably 13. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but they they shared it with me, and I'm so appreciative of them. Yeah. And, and I find myself doing that with my kids. Yeah. And you, you know, know what? I would say I want them to know I'm human. Right. And that I I really do understand. I don't like the this this big theory of I used to be a kid too. Okay. Examples. I want cold hard. <laughs> Jessica, she wants the deeds. Yeah, like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. No, so, I'll give my dad that credit for sure. He never talked to us. Like, we were stupid because it's like, Dad, I'm turning 31. You're going to be 51, bro. Like, and I have two older siblings. Right. What was you doing? Homie? Right, right, <laughs> right. But he. You can do the math. Right. And he, he treated us like such. Like, he right. didn't treat us like we were stupid and be like, well, me and your. Because people do it. Oh my God! In the black community, listen. Don't worry about when I started humping. And this is not a judgmental page, but I have to be honest. Like, right? We have to speak facts. No, we have to. Yeah. That the people that were so consumed with their children turning out a certain 
way. Mm-hmm. They have 50 baby daddies. And mm-hmm. if you're one of those people, share your story. Yeah. So that way you can enlighten your child, the yeah. next young woman, whoever. Like, we, get, we make all these errors, and then we're tight-lipped about it. So we can't even impact the next generation of people yeah. to tell them, this is why I don't want you to do it like this, because right. my life had to be harder right. because of it. Right. So, yeah. you know, ultimately... It just, I don't know, I'm, I'm glad that my mom, I said this early on, that my mom, she was very open, my father was open, yeah, good. it just was not the norm, and I, I feel knew like when it wasn't we, the norm. Exactly, and I feel like when we have dads on, we need to go into that topic. Yes. We need to have multiple dad episodes, but I really want to know if dads are comfortable talking to their daughters about sex. And their sons. I would love, because I would I, love for you to talk to my husband. My husband yeah. had, when I met my husband, he was... 18 about the time no he was 19 I'm sorry I was 18 he had already had three sons yeah you know he started early so he uses that mm-hmm. as a part of his experience and mm-hmm. he you know I don't think he's scared I mean we're obviously our daughters aren't at an age to discuss right it. and I think this is but a be taboo in mm-hmm. a Christian household because even you know, in, we operate differently we're gonna exactly. talk exactly because even when it comes to dads and their sons it's kind of like a jokey joke thing like um it's kind of like a jokey joke thing. Like, uh, yeah, son, let me go get you a pack of rubber. You know, like, it's like, right. no, right. have real conversation. Like, really talk to them and, you know what I mean? Like, really engage in it. Right. So, I let me, um, again, if you didn't pause and read it, go read it, please, for real. Like, it's really good. Um, it goes on to say, and uh, for the record, when I first read it, it was on, like, Nicole Beachy's instagram or something so it was like two three years ago she doesn't even post stuff like that anymore but um it talked to the the comments were positive and it was like listen we all experience it's like we all grew up in the same house and we always joke like that right right? and it was like this is not to say that black moms did a bad job it's just to say let's learn from what they either told us or they didn't tell us so it says um you know i went through a lot and i'm yeah that is the goal like that's literally in our bio for mommies and mimosas it's like can we break family generational curses can we break some cycles that weren't necessarily positive can we expand upon cycles that were positive because I know specifically because I don't know my mom so on my dad's side his dad tried to do better than his dad and he did my dad tried to do better than his dad and he did and so on and so so it's like that's literally what the goal should be but we can't be better if y'all don't teach us and we don't talk to our daughters and we don't because right. <laughs> there is plenty that I'm going to have to talk to Riley about and be like yeah. listen girl if I see something like you said if I see something in her that I saw and it looks like me at 21 right uh uh-uh, uh we got to sit down and have a chat you gotta sit down and we got to sit down girl but I also have to be open to you having your own journey and I right. have to understand that you may not oh, take yeah. no definitely I you, but, but I just want to give you my to. story and let you pull the cautionary tales mm-hmm. out of it I don't want to give you my story and be like so don't do it I want to give you my stories plural Ooh. right Maybe I'll write them in a journal for writing. Exactly. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Find a way to communicate it, whether you write it, sign so, language it. I'm going to start recording videos for Riley and be like, girl, play these when I die. Okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> so it does close out really good. And again, it started out good to me, but let us let us know what you think. Read it because it says, um, you know, black women should be heard and seen by their mothers as well. And they're equally deserving of our love, patience, and support. Um, contrary to widespread belief, we are not better for having endured the childhood trauma. It is not a rite of passage. And I think that is a great way to close out the article because black women, and again, we have other women, women in general. And I say black, when I, when we say, and we're, cause we're not going to keep saying oh because there's other audiences we're we're two black women that we're speaking from our experience absolutely but i think that we're so used to being strong black women or strong women and then when you add motherhood on top of that people feel like you can conquer the world because uh yeah (laughs) giving birth in itself right and especially those of us sitting here the two of us sitting here you haven't done it naturally we're like shoot i let me I stub my anything. Let me stub my toe. On a scale of one, to, it's a, it's a two. It's a zero. Because I pushed out, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I pushed out two human beings like it was nothing. So I think it's okay to be 
the strong black woman, but I also think it's okay to not be the strong black woman. Right. And a lot of that is what we project onto our daughters. Absolutely. It's other ways to find your strength. Yeah. And, and I just think that there there's also a place for softness yeah. in black motherhood. And really, there needs to be a there place There needs for it. to be a place. Yeah. So, you know, I want to be the one that my kids can come to when the world is literally crashing down around them. And I want them to know that I'm going to give them yeah. some sound advice and a shoulder to cry on. Not after they've been yeah. bashed, but right. just that that will be my initial response. So that is my goal. I love and it. And I hope that you guys have some takeaways from this. I do too. And again, share it with us in the comments. Yeah. Um, share any other articles that you feel um, speak to this or ones that have solved or books or anything. We are so open to just learning and growing and continuing this journey together yes because it takes a village and i think when they say that they're not only talking about um kids they're talking about us so cheers cheers thanks